0: Presented by No Guts, No Galaxy. New music from one of the brain children that brought you the No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack. Nautical Monsters. By Animatronic. All Systems Audible. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned.
1: Comstar would like to remind all pilots that they must update their targeting computers to the newest 3050 version. This update is to prevent errors of non existing mechs such as Madcats, Thors, and Vultures from appearing. If you encounter one of these errors, please visit the local Comstar office for further instructions.
0: You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, aka Sean Lang.
2: Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 94. My name is Phil and I'm your host. Today is October 30th, 2013, and it is our two-year anniversary of No Guts, No Galaxy. Holy crap. I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners, our viewers, and our stalkers. We love you. Thank you for following us for this long. And it has just been an amazing adventure. Look forward to another
0: year around Terra. What about you, Darren? Darren? Indeed, this is Darren aka Bombadil and my shout out today goes to the NGNG crew, all of you, and especially all of you other people, the community. It's been a great 2 years and here's to another 2. Unit unit, cockpit eject. Wow, we're uh we're already drunk. Thanks, Darren. And what about
3: you, Bren? Hello, this is Bren, also known as Patrick Hill. And my shout-outs are going well. First of all, happy 2 years. Woo! Been crazy ride. Never thought we'd make it this far or as far I as we did. I did. did. I believed. Oh, I see out. Okay uh secondly uh shout outs to americ 2.0 proxes and run hot or die if i can speak english today uh make sure you guys check them out because they're incredible leagues full of awesome people do it right now or what about you
1: hey guys this is laura aka bb wolf and i want to say my shout
3: out is to everybody happy two years thanks for hanging out with us now go read dragonfall
2: do it yes indeed do it (laughs) and george what about you who's your shout out
1: Hey everybody, this is George, uh, and I just want to say hey, awesome, happy two years to the NGNG NG, NG crew, and uh, I have posted uh, a little Halloween audio treat up there, uh, it's a Raven 3L, it's an Edgar Allan Poe parody, written by one of the goons, but don't let that stop you, it's great, uh, so go take a take a listen, I'll put the link in the chat, but it's also going to be in the show notes.
0: Hey George, uh, uh, did I hear right that the uh, Alan Parsons Project is getting back together just to write a song about that? Oh, that's what I heard anyway.
1: Absolutely, it's going to be a a super improved version. I think they need Daft Punk to work on it too. (laughs) Sweet
2: and of course welcome to all of our live studio audience and of course to all of our new listeners out there in the world welcome hey if you want to help support NGNG, become a sponsor today and uh, you'll get a custom avatar on the forum special sponsor giveaways which by the way if you have not checked the two-year anniversary out uh, for sponsors uh giveaway it's awesome another mech related stuff so hey if you want to help support us become a sponsor today
0: thank you so much so if you walk into pretty much any store right now i mean they'll have a lot of halloween stuff candy costumes etc probably you know most of it's sold out but the day after tomorrow guess what's going to be in the store christmas everywhere it's going to be christmas so hey you can do a little christmas shopping online maybe amazon new egg or tiger direct help support the show while shopping for christmas stuff online by clicking on the amazon new egg or tiger direct buttons on our website they're on the right side scroll down a little bit it won't add anything to your charge but it gives ngmg a little kickback it's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. Someone just said skipping Thanksgiving. It's already skipped. I
2: mean, oh, my yeah. Christmas stuff is going up. Everyone's like, Thanksgiving, it's just... You Where know, do
0: you make money? I mean, yeah, they sell their turkeys. It's but-
2: the preview to Christmas. That's, that's this is I mean.
0: America, buddy. We don't bother <laughs> with
2: those holidays that don't make money. Exactly. And of
1: course,
0: for the
2: this week's for this week's giveaway. We've got the 2-year anniversary, the NGNG sponsor giveaway. We're giving away three items. We're giving away a 3000 MC ultimate gift card for MWO. We're giving away a custom print poster of shimmering swords moon escape. Oh. oh my god. By the way, it's 40 by 12 and a half. It's gigantic and it's th- over 300 DPI. And on top of that, we're giving away a NGNG coffee mug, because everyone loves coffee. And then the regular Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway, week 21. We're giving away another introductory box set. I think it's definitely worthy. It's our two-year anniversary. So not only can you guys enter to win an introductory box set, you, if you're a sponsor or if you want to become a sponsor, you can enter to win this just amazing packages so that's all you got to do and for the question is uh for the the ngng sponsor is uh what's been your favorite moment or item or anything comic uh video uh you know interaction twitch anything like that
0: your favorite ngng moment yep. you meant to say right there
1: every right. week every week doing this show with you guys
0: is my favorite moment. every single second
1: do i win
3: do i win
0: all right, so we're,
2: gonna, we're actually going to move into community questions, and we do have Brian Ekman here. What's going on, Brian? How are you? Hey, guys. Congrats on two years. It's been awesome working with you. Well,
0: thank thank you, you, sir.
2: And congrats to you, moving on two years. And yeah, no
4: kidding. I can't believe uh, from the time we started uh, petting paper, uh, it's been just over
2: two years, about two and a half years now. Yep. All right. So we have a lot of questions for you, specifically about UI 2.0. And the public test server. Are, are, are
0: you ready?
2: And I know you're on a time crunch, and we're gonna try to get you within that time frame. But uh, we have to dive in here. This is
0: gonna ready? be like speed d- dating.
2: Is your body ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So obviously, public test. There are some known issues. You guys posted those up. Uh, and uh, first, will there be an alternate visual version of the Mech Lab, such as the Smurfy look-alike one? Uh, we. For the initial version, we're focusing on
4: um, you know the, what we have, the, the usability of what we're starting to show you. We do have a mech details view that's not released yet that actually shows your entire mechs loadout in one page. You can actually go to the uh, website to see the mockups. That is coming out. Uh, in terms of a kind of editing version of that, we do have plans after we launch the first version to build a more um, you know, like a builder's dream uh, uh, version of Mech Lab. So it's it's for the people who don't care about the fluff. They just want to to customize it super easy. So, yes, we absolutely will get to that. It won't be with the first version.
2: Okay, and, and that being said, was there a reason... Are you basically going for people want to see their mechs and stuff like that, and then you obviously have... Come the, on now. The, the of course. Well, I know, I know what I'm saying. Is there... Can you can you give us a little bit of information of why that was chosen over uh, just a simplified version?
4: Sure. I mean, this Murphy's look is, um, if you will, that that kind of blueprint technical way of editing is it's very utilitarian. It's not pretty, plain and simple, and for a new player, it's extremely overwhelming to just be uh, given a grid and uh, a bunch of slots with. Uh, no real perspective of what's going on. So uh, for an advanced player, it's absolutely a great tool because they don't care. They just want to be able to quickly, efficiently edit their mech. And, and we're going to look forward to building that. But for, for a newer player, which is the primary reason why we overhauled the UI was to improve that new player experience. Uh, we wanted to give them much a much more graphical, um, contextual interface. You're only ever dealing with one thing at a time, one section, one component, one item.
2: Okay, that's fair. Enough, everyone so.
0: wants to see their tank, everyone wants to see their plane, and everyone wants to see their damn sexy mech.
2: Alright, so you, you are confirming there will be a, a simple, smurfy lookalike in the future, though. That will be happening. Uh, I, we're going to be reviewing it. That's my confirmation. <laughs> Alright, All right, so uh, something I noticed right off the bat when I was in the public test is the battle mechs look amazing. They ha- have high-res textures... I know those are high-res textures i play at ultimate high you know on everything will we see those in game in the future because it looks amazing uh you
4: know and i'm gonna sound pretty silly for a second here but there are no high-res textures those are what's in game so <laughs> that's uh that's exactly uh that's exactly what you play the, at what we've done it's so we've done damn is yeah we've changed the lighting scheme. Uh, Paul worked closely Paul's a photographer uh, professional photographer as well and uh, he worked closely with the level team to get a three point light system set up and so when you see it
2: it's just so well lit and oh my god
0: just, no that's
2: what it is that's I'm called it, it shenanigans I've seen <laughs> the flame pattern in game and it is not that crystal
0: clear I mean I'm just saying we need a three point right. lighting I... system everywhere in, the, in the <laughs> yeah game. really can we get lighting people to follow our mechs around along with our uh, third person drones
3: just get
2: I'm I'm dead serious There, If uh, if you hop in there, it looks different Like completely different And I think, I I will go on a limb and say That if you can make Everything look as that
0: that Sexy?
2: Well, it does, the textures, I mean, obviously The closer you get to a mech, the more pixelation You're getting, it doesn't matter how high of a resume But That preview looked really, really nice
4: Yeah, Phil, it is Entirely lighting because we're using direct point lights in the netlab versus a global sun uh, in the levels. It makes a big difference. You get one light source versus three, and the way the light shimmers off of the spec map and the normal maps makes makes a huge difference. Uh, it's actually something that Matt Craig and the level team are working on is um, continuing to normalize the lighting in the levels and improving them. Uh, you know, in the early days as we were learning the engine, we didn't fully fully understand how it all worked. Now we're at a point where we we're starting to go back and, and take care of stuff like that. So uh, I think you'll see an improvement uh, in the future. Tell Paul he hit
2: a home run with that. Kill kill the sun. Kill the sun. Just get rid of it. (laughs) We don't need it. We we want three point lining everywhere. Go now. Now, anyways. All right. So next question we have: How do you respond to those who are critical about the click count in operating the new UI?
4: Uh, that's one thing we're definitely working on we want to we want to maintain the click count I want to keep it down Um, a byproduct of making it contextual the way it is like simplified is you're going to increase certain aspects will get like certain certain flows will have a few more clicks but they'll be more purposeful and there won't be you won't get lost so uh, we're we will look at a few spots where we think there's one or two clicks we can get rid of Um, but overall it's we we feel the benefit outweighs um the extra time right now
2: okay now uh, i guess this sort of leads into the next question and it's is there an eta on the next build of the ui 2.0 because i know a lot of these bits that we're probably touching on are critiques of stuff that's to come possibly so do you guys have an idea of uh, all the features weren't in there you guys posted up a full list of stuff that wasn't in there Uh, What sort of time frame are you guys looking at for the next uh, preview? Uh,
4: Well, they're right now the guys are working on um, uh, Mech the visual customization um, equipment and the rest of the Mech lab features. So uh, The next sprint I think is two weeks long. So at the end of that sprint and after a bit of testing, I think mid-November mid to You know, maybe third week in November. uh, We want to run run them as frequently as possible, and the fastest we can possibly do it is every two weeks. Uh, But realistically, they'll probably be uh, three weeks from now at the earliest.
2: Awesome. Now, I wanna give you props on something that I've been asking for, and I know everyone else, full screen, thank God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Now, you yourself previewed a multi-screen, three monitor preview of a Mac Lab, which looked absolutely sexy. Is that currently in, uh, or like, if yesterday I had three monitors set up, could I see? Could I have seen that? Or will that be a feature in the future? Uh, it's only available via Dev
4: Hack right now. We don't. Uh, we haven't allowed the 5760 res. Um, it is something we can add, but uh, it's it's kind of goofy. It's it's not really functional currently. It, it doesn't really offer any benefit. <laughs> so uh, w- it's something we can turn on very easily. Uh, we just kept it off because it doesn't offer any technical advantage
2: well i mean you can see all of your mechs in one gigantic you know sprawling mech lab i'm just just saying No, okay all right so another uh critique was are you guys going to bring back the double click to remove components that seemed very clunky to have to to drag and drop uh removing now to add you could just double click but to remove it was you had to drag away is that coming back Yes, yeah, those are just those are just features that are not quite uh, finished yet. Roger that. Um, let's see, next one. Can we select what weapon, and this is actually a big one, Brian, I don't know if you've heard this, can we select which weapon goes into what hardpoint? And the reason why this is so important is because you guys do restrict the amount of uh, missile tubes on a lot of mechs, which is really cool but some of them, what they'll do is they'll flip-flop. You'll put in the lrm twenty first, and then an SRM, and for some other reason, the SRM will replace LRM. Is that going to be a feature in the future? <laughs>
4: uh, they are currently ordered um, by an algorithm, so it's... I can't remember if it's largest to smallest, I'm not sure. I'd have to double-check that, but uh, I'll take a note on that, and then I'd have to confirm if there's any way for us to fix that. Uh, it's definitely a, a UI-only thing that the gameplay doesn't give a rat's ass which way it goes, so uh, it's really just uh, when you save the loadout, uh, what order it saves in. So let me verify that and see if there's something we can do there to um, allow players to customize a bit better.
2: Awesome, that'd be great. I know a lot of people. I've even noticed that uh, when you guys first started doing the the visual, you know, geometry uh, changes, you know, the variation. Um, the Highlander, I remember one, you know, was like that and the Atlas and stuff like that. But a lot of people have been, been wondering because, you know, like if you have a, uh, missile to before and you want, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want just four missiles for an LRM 20 coming out each time. And so a lot of people were wondering about that.
4: Yeah. We're going to fix that also with, um, uh, anytime, say you put an LRM 15 into a two-slot SRM, we're going to try and uh, uh, dynamically up the speed of how fast the missiles fire, so that's not like one, two, three.
2: cool. Alright, so something else uh, people were wondering is, are you going to be able to move around via just clicking on the mech? Sort of like how you have it right now, instead of having to click on the tabs, because what a lot of people were saying was to look at what was on each section, I was having to go from all the way to the left extreme of the web, you know, on the top left of the UI, to the bottom right to see what items were on there. Are you guys going to have something like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reddit user J135 asks, consider changing up the color palette for what's on the mech and what's not. Example, there's some examples here, normal, and then changed. Um, they were basically saying it would a color change would allow a quicker intake of information at a glance over what the current format is as far as like the mech?
4: Uh, yeah, we do have color coding for all the items. Uh, it was one of the requests that the users gave to us very early on. Um, so yeah, we are, um, all the hard points are color coded and all the weapon types are, are color coded as well. So yeah, you will see something similar to what's proposed there. Um, and I believe I've already put up a mock-up uh, on the forums about what that looks like.
2: Awesome. And this, I mean, just a note too, to everyone listening uh, to this obviously, we're doing this really quick, but I think what a lot of this sort of trails over to is the new user experience too. Not just like, obviously, as an experienced player, we can navigate through, even if there are some, you know, issues, right? Even if we have to double click here or do this, but you can't imagine a new player coming in. And I think that's the important part is, you know, having. You know, Brian, answer these questions. That they are addressing these issues, especially for a new player coming in here, because you know we already know the limitations of the current UI. With UI 2.0, it needs to build upon that and, and replace and, and be better than what UI 1.5 is. So just just a note out there that uh, you know it's good hearing these answers as well. All right, we have uh, the mech information. Uh, they say it's it's too small when equipping a mech at the bottom of the mech's feet. Uh, took some time to find out what kind of tonnage uh, when he's building a mech. Is this going to be improved upon?
4: Uh, sorry, at the very bottom, you mean in the, in the, the view pane? Uh, the little hashes? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, the I guess right the, hand corner. the bottom right hand corner
0: where it tells you, you know, how much tonnage. The basic weight, stats. Know. Yeah, um, your heat efficiency, all that.
4: Uh, so, I mean, that's, there wasn't any plans to change that, but if we get a lot of feedback saying it's, you know, hard to read or anything like that, we would absolutely will look at it and, we can change things like the font size and how big the hashes are and change the colors a little bit here and there just to to show uh, differences. So um, if we get a lot of feedback that uh, about anything like that in the in the UI, we'll do our best to make little tuning adjustments. Awesome.
0: Now, I'm old and, and maybe don't have as good an eyesight as the rest of you, but uh, it, it wasn't that hard for me to read that at all. It was just a matter of my eyes were trained to look elsewhere for the stats that I was looking for. But yeah. once I looked down there, it was easily readable by me. But anyway...
4: Yeah, there's little tricks we can do i think because it, it is a bit of a wall of text like there's there's you know seven or eight lines and the lines can blur together into the white writing part so we can do very simple like logical separators like a simple line that goes through that just gives it a little bit more space between say the um the hash bars and and the text above so
2: there's there's different things we can do to kind of create categories out of that block eye separation all right next question we have is uh, and it's more towards like when you hover over a mech or uh, that mech gives you, you know, a little bit of information and they were asking if that information could stay up there or or be a little bit more persistent than until you go and click on something else. I guess when you would mouse over something, it would pop up and then it would go away, uh, you know. Yeah, that's
4: right. So that um, we were demonstrating um, the, the pop up technology that we've developed, which is our this at a glance information system you will always be able to go to a mech and click mech detail and get all of that information in a static page that doesn't go away. So that's just a quick view. Um, pop-up that we use to allow players to do the comparing and at-a-glance see stuff. Um, we worked on the things that people had never seen before first, which was all those graphs and, and, and showing the arcs of uh, um, the torso rotations, and then we're going to do the more classic hardpoint layouts and those things afterwards. So we're kind of showing the new stuff first and then the, the, the stuff you already have in 1.5 is
0: coming um speaking of mouse hovering and so forth uh, it's been brought up a few times that people would like to be able to uh hover their mouse over a mech and see what uh modules are on that mech um i was wondering actually if it could be the reverse if you guys have thought of um you go to the module hover over that and it tells you what mechs uh they're on uh either
4: of those could work um what will happen is through this process we're going to collect a lot of feedback and we can make a few adjustments before we launch 2.0 But we might some of these might be new features mm-hmm. and the beauty is, you know 1.5 the current UI has been on in, in a, Its current state for almost five months now without any additions because we've been working on this once this is out You're gonna see that rapid iteration um, of new tiny tweaks little features like that. So we absolutely. can absolutely you know, it's absolutely, a bit, we can absolutely do things like that. And um, the UI is designed to allow us to be very flexible.
0: Cool, thank you.
2: I was going to say the hunt for modules. This, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I'm right there with Darren. I'm like, hmm. there's like well, There's been times gonna, I just have no idea where they are.
4: Yeah, one thing you're going to have is a ledger, uh, which is a new feature. And the ledger will actually give you a list of all your items and what their my goal is. And I'm, I'm not sure if they'll be able to do this. At the very least you have a ledger of all your items, like all your mechs, all your ammo, armor, everything like that. But I'm also hoping that if it's an individual item, if we can actually show if it's attached to something. So an example of a module, you could see in one column that it's on this mech. And if you click that mech, it will take you right to the mech. That's probably a bit bit of a wish list right now um, because it has to pull quite a bit of data from the backend servers. But uh, those are the type of things we can now consider with this new UI and actually execute on. I was gonna
2: say, you know, when you when you first go into the mech lab, you can see all of your mechs. I mean, even if it was just these little icons, of or a module icon, it maybe didn't tell you specifically what it was, but it just said, "Oh, you know, hey, there is a module equipped on this mech." Even something like that would go a long way, just to say, "Oh, okay, yeah, I left it on my uh, my catapult, you know, or my uh, you know Atlas or something." My like Jester. You know
4: what we can do really easily, probably? Um, That filter box owned unowned, we're gonna put a bunch of filters in there. So we could also say, show
2: a module equipped Ah, mechs. Yes. Nice. Are there any plans for a Mech Bay tutorial for new users? Yeah, once the new UI's
4: uh, out, we're gonna run, it actually is built for us to put in a new user flow, which is we can actually lock out parts of the menu. So I can say, you're only allowed to click this button so we're actually going to as part of the very first experience train the player how to use mech lab how to spend money how to buy things with c bills how to acquire mc upgrade max all that stuff so uh yes
2: the answer is uh, the short answer is yes there will be a tutorial but it'll be part of that first new user experience gotcha a question about the music that you guys have in the menu a lot of uh, feedback positive about it can you guys put that up on your SoundCloud? Um, a lot of people didn't want to have to rip out the pack files and then sort of break your guys' you know code of conduct. You're break not the rules, to do it. you know that. And but a lot bad of bad And you guys have posted up your your trailer and all those stuff up on SoundCloud. Is that a possibility?
4: Uh, it's a possibility, but I'd like to wait till we actually release the UI first. Um, it's still in test. You know, if people want to do something on their own, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, when we're when we're done and we officially approved the music which it's not approved yet it's just a uh, placeholder for uh, for now uh, then absolutely we'll we'll always do that
0: look at that the placeholder music is already becoming popular hmm.
2: all right uh, another question and this is actually something that I noticed right off the bat is the plink the plink 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 uh people are asking is this a placeholder or if it isn't uh are you guys going to be able to disable that sound
4: yeah it's um it it was a test it's it's a placeholder. I've actually I had a I was going to Starbucks yesterday, and uh, Sean, who's our uh, Sean Colton, who's our sound uh, guy, we were standing in line and we were having a conversation about it, and I drew an analogy uh, to a, a TV show I I watched about BMW and how they came up with all the sounds for. Uh, Their entertainment system their nav system and the process they went through um, Designing sounds that you hear hundreds if not thousands of times over and over again and kind of described it to him. So he's he's actually Working on uh, on a few different concepts of changing that sound to probably three to five different unique sounds so as an example if you mouse over a mech that you own it would make one sound as you mouse over a mech that you don't own. It would make another sound. We also talked about softening it up so that it's not so uh, so um, strong and, and sharp, so that it's more pleasant to listen to. And also, um, if if we feel that it's necessary, and I think it will be, we'll probably turn on it, make an option to turn off UI
2: sounds like clicks and beeps as just an option. Sorry, I was cool. just thinking of spaceballs. Space right. yeah. Nope. Yeah, anybody else. All right. Uh, One other question we have uh, is a lot of people adjust their field of view outside. I know we have a little tutorial of how to do it. Uh, That user.cfg is no longer available on the newer installations. And you guys have mentioned you're okay with that change. And I don't like playing
0: at stock field of view. It's like being pushed up into the viewport. This is actually a Sidestrafe-sponsored question because this is something he totally begs for. Can, field of it, view slider be, and can there be and maybe a note a field of view
2: adjustment on the UI it yes thank you it'll be
4: capped it'll be capped to a, a non-cheating uh, uh, limit but
0: yes because thank is, you sir
2: I um so I, I tested uh, the Duncan Fisher build and I, I played a game of MWO and my BAM and it is completely different when you are at stock field of view like I I don't like it at all. And then going from an, my normal field of view to back to that, I was like,
0: "Whoa!" Face how, in the windshield.
2: How do people play
0: like this? And it's how old people drive. You know. Is that, is that right? Are, you Are you calling
1: me old? You calling me old? You don't drive yes. like that. I will see soon enough how bad this field of view is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put it now, this
4: way: a, if I wanted to be a fish, I would exactly a fishbowl. I
2: was gonna say I, I would. I'm gonna actually. George yours isn't going to be stock. Yours is going to be edited, so don't worry. Ooh, groovy! Yeah. He's All
3: right, right, so so taking control. Of it.
4: So yeah, no, I mean everybody's different. Just to go back, I mean uh, everybody has um, can get nauseous and has motion sickness, and there's lots of different things why we want to put it in. Um, it's really important to to make sure the players can actually adjust it because not everybody uh, sensory uh,
2: visual sensory is the same. So um, yes, that's why we're doing it. Well, if you've ever watched Garth playing a cicada, you'll get motion sickness. Yeah, it is what it is. Gosh, almighty. Um Obviously, uh, we're about to move into some community questions. Uh, some are pertaining to actually that you could probably answer if you got a few more minutes, Brian. Yeah, yeah, sure. Awesome. So let's go dive into it. The first question is uh, from Crusader, and he says, "What type of integration will players see as far as the company commanders being able to edit the battle grid?" And his examples were like, "Are you going to be able to like do paint tools, movement orders?" And I guess, I guess my question is, um, when we had Matt Newman on, he was talking about the quick commands, you know, like the holding down your middle mouse button, popping up your, you know, command wheel and stuff like that. No
0: paint editing tool, please. <laughs> It'll just be penises all over the battle grid. Every day,
2: yeah, no, we're not we're
4: not going to be doing that uh, kind of support. I think uh, it's, it's funny because everything happens for a reason. We were just having a conversation with our new game designer, and uh, it, we were talking about the, com- the the command wheel, and it's something that's been in the back burner. He's actually looking at it right now, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, the, I know what I told him is you know you, a commander really can't. Stop in our in our in our game. Like if you're not shooting, if you're not part of the action, you are a liability. Um, the game is so sensitive to that that war of attrition that the minute DPS isn't being applied against the opposing team, that's just as good as if you were dead. So um, we want to make sure that the commanders um, and it's one of the biggest requests we have have an in cockpit non battle grid way to. Um, coordinate and so we're going to focus first on the common which will allow you to do quick orders um, which basically mimics, mimics what you do in the tactical map and then we're going to make the tactical map more robust as well but
2: it won't be anything like that where you draw Gotcha. Thank you I, I guess out of this is perfect example was actually earlier when we were streaming I took command, we were on Alpine we were behind a hill and while I had the map pulled up to give just quick you know attack here attack here defend here just even though it doesn't take that long I was being hit by someone off in the distance and there was no way for me to uh backed up around the hill I could have if I you know that interface wasn't up and so uh for me as just uh giving quick commands it's it's definitely vital just to have that command wheel just hey attack this target or go here or and uh, I just can't
0: stress enough that uh you know that interface so and the next question is from Pun Pusher. He says, "I hate to admit it, being a Devion auto cannon lover, but the ballistics in general and the AC5 in particular do seem overpowered. Is there a tweak coming down the pipe soon to tone them back a bit?" I don't know that uh, I agree with that, but uh, that's his question. That, that's his question.
4: Yeah, uh, Paul is going to be. We're always reviewing it. So with the new HSR stuff that came in recently, we've had to just uh, wait and see, and see how all the weapons are doing and if the DPS has gone up. So um, it's we've heard a few reports of it, and it's on our radar. But I don't have anything official to say. Yes, we're fixing it or not.
2: All right. Next question, we have Lord Ika, and he says, "Now that the Project Phoenix mechs are in game, the only announced mech that isn't." is the flea he says i understand that pgi is working on integrating mask with the netcode speed cap obviously speed cap is now at 170 we all know that why can't we simply have the flea and have mask equipped but inoperable similar to how ecm was implemented or the command consoles works currently he wants uh, the flea. yeah
4: yeah i think uh, <laughs> we, we we prefer not to to follow that philosophy as much as possible going forward especially now that we're launched we want to make sure when we deliver something is as complete as possible uh, and so it's part of try, you know staying out of beta and making sure that we uh, you know if we're going to deliver the neck the way it's supposed to be delivered with mask then uh, we want to do that and make sure it's viable otherwise we're just not going to deliver it you know we have to we have to clan tech there's no no way around it so we are we are actively working on it um, and once we're satisfied with the solution then it doesn't uh, upset the balance of the game or doesn't create a negative experience for high paying players then
2: then you'll see it um, now that being said I did have a question is the flea still on the docket
4: yeah it's on the docket but uh, until mask is integrated uh, built or engineered integrated and tested uh, we won't release it um, we're probably gonna we have a, the next light mech is already—it's
2: already in the pipe. Actually, they're already marbling it. So, and it won't be the flea, unfortunately.
4: Are you you gonna—you
2: gonna drop any hints here, or are you just? Gonna, Can you give the first letter? Gonna be a tease? You're gonna be a tease, aren't you?
4: Is uh, it humanoid? it's gonna
2: be a tease. Yeah, it's humanoid. Ooh,
4: uh, that's it's, something. It's gonna be—I think it's gonna be controversial, honestly. So i, I don't know. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it, let's put it this way: it's a special T mech.
2: Yeah, that's how I put it. I'm gonna. It's awesome. an elemental, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I already know. I already know what this is. I can't act surprised. Okay. What fire starter? No, no. I think it's the panther.
1: What I are those? What are those mechs that are even bigger than the assaults Isn't there Ares? One? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what
2: we need. The orca. No. Oh God, so I'm gonna. Next. I'm gonna go out and limb and say it's the panther. But that's. Can just we have kaiju?
5: It's the Lord.
2: <laughs> Brandon's like it's the, the every... <laughs> alright well we have five different light max that we're just throwing <laughs> out there I'm gonna yeah Wolfhound or Panther or didn't happen alright next question we have and this is actually pertaining to, to me uh, and others out there SLI crossfire win please that, uh, that was
4: question I yeah, that was a question okay. <laughs> that was, pretty that was, uh, was that a threat I couldn't tell if that was yeah. a, a threat <laughs> no, this
0: know. is not a gun we're pointing <laughs> at you not it's an like, like hello AC20, Brian. Brian this yeah. is a
3: simple request yeah uh <laughs>
4: Soon as it's once we get DX eleven out the door then we can start looking at that. Uh it's really close. Actually I got good news from Matt Cray today. It's uh it's been a bear, it's been a real bear. Uh we get engine drops from Cryengine and you know, they are an amazing technology company and they're they're a good partner, but they're new at this whole licensing thing and it's been it's been a challenge getting a stable build out of them. So we've actually had to rewrite a lot of, of the code associated with that and or get a ton of support from them to fix what's essentially a beta version of their DirectX 11 implementation So it's been a long road for us to get it integrated into the game Um, And anybody who knows anything about software development will will know exactly what I mean Uh, So we're finally have gone through all those hurdles and it's getting really close and I think uh, I think, I heard that we'll probably do a PT very soon on it, um, now that they've, they've been able to stabilize some of the major crash bugs. I've been so, using it on my machine, and it's worked fine, but uh, obviously that's one in a million. I
2: was going to say, so SLI or Crossfire is dependent on DX11? Not, I mean, no, they, have, they have that <laughs> nine, don't they?
4: Yeah, it's 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 dependent on engineering time, and uh, so there are rendering engineers who work on that kind of... Uh, those kind of features we have two one of them is matt craig and the other is Jin, and um they were their priority was to to do dx 11 and once that's out of the way then we can start looking at
2: things like that and that in that ball are other peripherals as well gotcha i've had a gtx 690 just waiting to to use its other core so i'm just i'm uber excited all right we've got charles jt 1977 must be a special date it's when Darren turned, like, uh, 50, I think. <clears throat> yeah, five. Uh, Garth mentioned that he loved the idea from the forms for a flooded variation of Canyon Network, where all the levels of the map are flooded due to thunderstorms. Is this map for a future production? Also, what are your thoughts about Redwood Forest Map, where the mechs can jump jet and hide in extremely large trees? So, first question. Uh, flooded uh, Canyon Network. that be a map? Uh, I mean, we could we could do an underwater map. It's been talked about
4: internally Uh, With that Specific map has not idea hasn't come across my table yet. So uh, there's nothing official to kind of report Uh, So yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely possible There's some physics issues that we'd have to worry about with the water volume, but uh, and possibly some rendering and clipping um, but nothing is technically unfeasible there as for uh, a redwood forest, we, I mean, again not officially, have we, we haven't discussed that design specifically, but we are, we're playing with a couple ideas right now. One is an asymmetrical kind of mech facility, um, which looks like a, kind of like a terraced castle, for lack of a better word. Uh, like a pyramid, uh, like if you cut a pyramid in half and stretch it out really far, uh, with a team starting at the bottom and a team starting at the top. We're working on a concept like that right now, uh, but we're also working on a, a jungle map. It's pretty interesting, uh, and it's kind of has this feel of like the Thai. If you think about Thailand and the tall rocks, the granite rocks, really sharp and steep, with with clusters of vegetation on top. We're kind of
2: looking at something like that. All right. Well, I got to ask, Brian, just because you opened the can of worms, are we going to actually have environmental assets that can be knocked over, i.e., trees and block shots and all that?
4: Yeah, that's all part of the collision package that uh, now that uh, so it's all tied into HSR and networking so we have we have uh, a lot of features that are wrapped up inside of that collision concept
2: and that's one of them all right Keycat says our decals going to be available anytime soon decals are again attached to the rendering team so
4: it's a it's a part of their, their workflow so we're waiting for them to finish up DX11 and then we're gonna see what the next thing is if we're gonna do some peripheral support or we're gonna do the decals but yeah it's it's really it's about rendering because uh, you have to project them onto onto the next and there has to be it has to play nice with the damage decals we have you know when you do the laser straight, like you cut across with the laser it leaves little marks right with that conflicts with the decals that uses the same layer, So they have to do some mumbo jumbo engineering to fix it. And once they do that, then we should be able to add uh, decals to a, a new layer. Uh, so that, that will probably not come before UI 2.0, but uh, after after DX11
0: awesome and the last question is from TVS Brent and it's actually an NGNG question he says after seeing the wonderful response to the Build a George computer thread have you guys thought about having a yearly fundraiser such a drive could help support a yearly NGNG con or other efforts on the site yes we've absolutely thought about doing that kind of stuff now of course we don't want to do fundraisers and drives for ourselves necessarily but for an event like NGNGCon where it's a community gathering we definitely consider it uh, we we actually already have considered it um, so uh, yeah who knows what's coming but uh, we definitely thought the response was amazing and we are super appreciative of all of you for the response to uh, that uh, Build a George computer thread
3: alright so obviously a lot
2: of questions still left out there and we know you only had a limited amount of time you know, I know we'll be sitting down with you in the near future and, and, and getting a little bit more out of you, Brian. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about that we didn't touch on uh, at the moment? Uh, again thanks for all the great
4: questions and congrats on your two years I mean it's been it's been a blast working with you guys and, and having you at the launch party and all the effort and energy your you and your team put together to to make this community exciting. I'm just really really proud of what you guys have done um, so thank you so much and thank you to all, all the community for supporting you um, you know it's without them. None of this is possible for either of us, and it's uh, it's always exciting to interact and, and talk to uh, the community and just, and just see their passion. Uh, in terms of anything for me, I think it's really exciting the next, you know, lead up to Christmas. Uh, we have a lot of great content coming out, uh, obviously the rest of the Phoenix mechs uh, are going to be coming on December 17th, um, and uh, you know, some some new features and a few balancing things, but really uh, I'm just excited about UI 2.0 and watching. Uh, letting players really see something evolve in front of their eyes and being a part of it. So seeing an early alpha state, seeing a future roll in, seeing it be fixed and I think I think they're gonna get a real appreciation for what happens behind the scenes and that part I'm I'm very excited about uh, sharing. So um, you know, hang tight. The next P T will be up as soon as we possibly can and I'm hoping to get two or three more before the the Christmas break and uh, you know if everything goes well and everything's stable um, you know uh, it'd be nice to get UI out uh, before the Christmas break but uh, we're not gonna put it out until it's ready and uh, we're happy with uh, with um, like the bugs and stability and things like that.
2: I'll I'll be the first one to admit I'm okay with uh, you guys saying you know what it's not coming out until it's ready because at the end of the day I mean You know, you release it too early, there's a ton of issues, then you catch too much flack for it. Oh, well, you didn't put enough time in. So, yeah, definitely take your time. And uh, UI 2.0, I think there's a lot of feedback that can still be, uh, you know, taken in. Um, Obviously, I hopped in there, and there were some things that I wanted to see, but I also knew, well, there's a lot of features that aren't in yet. So let me me just sort of wait until those are in. But, uh, you know, definitely write things down. And I will say, I challenge you guys out there, Post up on the forums. Post up on Reddit. Um, you know, any questions like this or any things that you see um, when they do a public test, be involved in. Right? Don't be that guy. Be like, hey, we want a public test server because we want we want you to help. You know, let us give feedback, and then you never help out. Don't be that guy. You know. So, thank you again, Brian, for being on the show. It's always a pleasure. And of course, have a great Halloween with the family. And uh, I'll drink a, a bottle of mead for you. Yeah awesome
4: thank you much happy halloween
2: guys happy
0: halloween thank you brian
2: all right guys i just want to say thank you again for everyone coming out here wow two years just gone by a blink of an eye i mean uh, like i said I-, I will be first to point out i think the culminating thing for me in the past two years was the launch event meeting all of you guys and some of you guys are actually in this channel it was really sweet and can't wait to actually do it again, and we we are looking at another NGNG con. Um, and depending on you know the the push from you guys, the and the support, we could do two a year. I think that would be awesome. To have two you know East Coast West Coast, or uh, maybe even meet in the middle and go like uh, you know Texas or Colorado or something like that. I think that would be awesome. So, I was gonna say, uh, Laura, what's been your favorite moment being a part of the NGNG crew?
1: Mm, hanging out with you guys, Chitlin and George. <laughs> doing all this stuff
0: what's yeah. been your favorite moment phil
1: drinking phil's
0: favorite no moment has been drinking I, I will mead. say
1: me one
2: of one of the most recent things that put a put a smile on my face was literally a, uh there's a uh a person a fan of ours that made a gif of me clapping <laughs> i freaking was rolling i totally approve of this uh let me let me find this uh what about you Darren?
0: my i think it's favorite moments and it's been all of the um fundraising drives whether it you know was sarah's mech or george's computer it's seeing the the community stand up and just support each other and support good causes and and um i don't know there's just something about this community that i think is super special and that those have been my favorite moments
3: Brian, anything popping out to you getting to meet everyone that I talked to on pretty much a daily basis at the launch event was by far the highlight. It was the pinnacle, not a- really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, you were tall!" <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I knew you. you were tall, but I, you know, I, was I like, told there's you.
1: this giant, and he's walking towards me, but he's got a mech T-shirt, and it's NGNG, so I think that's Catra.
0: George, what about you?
1: I would honestly have to say that my favorite thing about uh, the whole NGNG podcast has been the way it has allowed me to really connect with the community in a way I wasn't able to do in the past Um, and it's inspired me to create all of these little things I've done over time and uh, I really wouldn't have done half of that stuff if I didn't know there was going to be an appreciative audience out there and that's all thanks to NGNG and of course the game but yeah, so thanks.
0: Remember that first day when we talked on the phone and we had no idea what was ahead of us?
1: No, I really don't remember that. I think I was pretty bombed. I was like doing yard work, and I it was very forgettable. Sober. But yeah, so yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> hey Phil, let's uh, let's just cover the MechWarrior Online stuff. We're already running an hour here, so we can cover those things. But let's skip the rest.
2: Okay, well, we sort of talked on them already, but obviously we had Tuesday's patch. Um, the biggest thing with Tuesday's patch, uh, I would say, is there was no new content per se, other than the if, if you were a Founders and you did the Phoenix Mechs, you got your special cockpit item, and uh, so those are actually in there. There was a lot of little like tweaks and changes in there. 20-second
0: timer. 20-second timer. Yeah. Oh, would, my God. Thank you, mo- PGI.
3: Yeah, I would
2: say the biggest one is... 20 seconds so basically once all 24 people are in the match boom the timer will skip to 20 seconds and it'll drop and that dramatically changes
0: such a little thing but such a big thing that's 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 and she uh, said
2: um and then obviously another thing to note is we have the patch next tuesday as well because it's the first tuesday of the month um obviously we were expecting stuff with seismic sensor to be coming in right um those changes I think in itself, a uh, seismic sensor being sort of brought into the the fold, if you will, the balanced fold, it's been way OP since the start, even with the change of the radius and the change of the uh, the advanced and the, the, the basic version. I think modules should be one of those things where they give you an added benefit, but it's not the end-all be-all. And right now, seismic is pretty damn important. Now, I will say for me personally, I think it's going to mean adjustment because no longer can I just sit there and get, uh, you know, run around and get seismic pings. You actually have to be standing still. Now, I'm interested to see if there's going to be any leeway on that. What I mean is, like, can you turn left and right? Even though technically you're moving, can you still get seismic pings, you know? But for those that don't know, basically, if you are moving, you are no longer going to be getting that seismic ping info. So it will really change things dramatically, at least for that. I mean, and I think uh, you know when we were talking to Jaeger about that, and he basically said that uh, seismic is the go-to. You have already strikes, right? And um, seismic sensor. Now with that change, will it still be part of the competitive scene? We will. We'll have to. We'll have to wait and see. They also uh, came out with the preview of the next hero mech. I think the Jester, the catapult. Um, What were your guys' initial thoughts? I mean, I. Whoa!
3: It's your kitty. <laughs> it's so fucking bright.
2: It's 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 different. I, obviously, the paint used. I was like, ooh, it's well, it's, those are
3: colors I don't
2: have. Yeah, it's Versit. <laughs> right. Well, I was thinking it was the Foxy short bucks or uh, short bus. Short bucks. Bus, you know, short bucks. Bucks. short uh, Foxy or Versynix I was like, oh wow, that's some mm-hmm. that's some paint schemes. But um, so Jester, if you didn't see it, um, all I thought about was Cheshire cat. That's that's.
0: Cheshire, Cheshire Mad Cat, yeah. Now the the hard point speculation. Um, people are saying that it has jump jets. Are they just assuming? Is there something visual that I'm not seeing? I
3: think it's wishful thinking.
0: Okay. There's no. I there's, sure. there's nothing
2: physically in that picture. Now. Yeah. We do see at least five energy hard points. Six. So there's. We're six. assuming six, yeah, but seems, we see five, six. right? Yeah. yeah. So we see dual AMS, right? So. So we know it's six energy hard points. It looks like it's one on the arms. There could be more on the arms. We don't know. Yeah. Um, well, you know what's funny is the K2 actually used to have more energy hard points for those that weren't in the closed beta. Uh, it actually had more, um, and it got nerfed because it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so there is People that. People
0: keep coming out with uh, 20 small pulse lasers and just annihiling it here. It was yeah. hilarious. So um, at least six uh, energy, we're assuming, and possibly jump jets. We know it has two... Uh, Anti-missile systems. Well, what else? the
2: next question is, what kind of engine? Is it going to have an XL or standard? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, what is the basic size? And why that's so important is the base engine will determine how high of an engine it can go. So you can imagine, you know, you, you crank it up and it can be pretty damn quick. So we don't know well. What it is jump jets we don't know if it has double heat sinks we don't know if it has endo steel ferro fibers we don't know the makeup of it but what we do know is the outside we've got at least six energy hard points two ams and i think they also said in this that possibly i'm assuming with the hero catapult it'll be just like the atlas where we're going to see physical geometry changes now on all the catapults so if you don't have a missile in an ear and you take it off it, it shouldn't be this big gigantic box i think that's huge that's what they did with the uh, the Atlas, uh, except for the founders. I, apparently, I don't think that's done yet, but uh, all the others. And that's pretty much it for, you know, uh, we had a few other things like the models, and we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Um, Paul, you know, hit on the hitboxes and the plan of action, and he was basically saying because of the, the quick patches this week and next week, uh, it'll be going on in the upcoming patches. Um, and so if you haven't read that article, make sure to do that. That's over at the command chair at mwomercs.com um and you can check that out but uh again just a quick shout out uh, to all of our uh you know giveaways um if you haven't uh, checked out we've got the catalyst game labs the sponsored giveaway week 21 introductory box set it's a full brand new introductory box set it's not like they've yet to come out with a brand brand new version that's not out yet this is the i guess the older model it's still great though um so guys head over there enter that it's, it's completely free all you gotta do is uh, register and then post up uh, your favorite uh, battle tech unit. And that's all you gotta do to enter and win a. It's like $50, $60. Um, and we'll ship it worldwide, wherever you are. And then, of course, for the sponsors, you guys are getting a nice gem, which uh, is the 3000 MC uh, giveaway, ultimate game card. We've got the shimmering sword poster custom. Best uh, re- mech porn ever. Forty by 12 and a half inches uh, 300 plus dpi it's beautiful um, and then obviously the ngng mug so if you aren't a sponsor and you want to become one hey we'd appreciate the support and obviously no better are, time these are things that uh, you just being a sponsor you get entered into so you don't have to you don't have to post anything um, usually this one's a special one we want to hear your favorite moment with ngNG but anyways thank you guys again I want to say thank you to Laura uh, to Darren, to Brandon, to, to, to Boo, to George, to everyone behind the scenes. And I'm just going to do a quick shout out. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how many people are behind the scenes. So I'm just going to go down the list. Um, obviously, I've got Max. Thank you, Max, our Italian uh, guy out there. Stallion. We've got uh, Aaron, Aaron Martone. Thank you again. He's the one who did the current website theme. Thank you, Aaron, for doing that. We've got Rudy Vall. You guys know him as short painter, comic strips. And all the artwork, 3D modeling, animation—he's amazing. We've got uh, Ken Takis. he is the—he's uh, the wolf. He's the wolf behind the scenes when it comes to the uh, the animated series. All systems nominal. So, thank you again, Ken. We've got Chris Adams and Jamie Adams, brothers. With uh, we've got Chris, who's the graphic designer, and Jamie, who also does graphic work with all the posters. Um, he's actually the one who did the uh, the two-year anniversary. Uh, he also did the. Um, Impaler uh, event that we did for the fundraiser for him. We also—they're the have... same
1: guys that did the Dos Meckies things, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, correct.
2: These guys are very talented. We have um, Matt Aiken. That's uh, Rustin Pumpkin. You guys know him. He does the album. He does a ton of other art and stuff uh, behind the scenes. Thank you again, Matt. Awesome album. Same thing with you, Max. Daniel, you guys know him as Mr. Boo. Uh, we've got uh, Adam B. I'm not even going to try to murder your name. Adam, sorry about that. You guys know him as Seth. He's the leader of Clan Jade Falcon on his Team Speak 3 He's our web guru behind the scenes as well we have david martin anthony and michael nelson all of you guys are writers behind the scenes for all the the contributing articles and write-ups i mean we just asked uh you know um Wingbreaker anthony to uh do a write-up for a shimmering sword boom he did it uh wonderful job posted that up and all these guys are behind the scenes and then on top of that that's not even the end of it we still have our ngng tv streamers i'm going to give a shout out to them we've got uh obviously dead fire we got lethal rose we've got the foxy short bus for cynics and paler zachary strife ed meester um we've had a few others in the past and uh you know hopefully they'll be coming
0: back in the, the
2: near future but uh,
0: well speaking of past we've also had a lot of people that have helped us and aren't with us anymore so i'd also like to give a big thank you to the people that have worked with us in the past and helped us over the first two years and to the people yet to come so many people. Greg,
2: by the way, shout out to him as well, one of our other co-hosts. He's on a hiatus. He'll be coming back. Everyone, thank you guys, our community, all of our staff members. It's just amazing. Two years, and the co- awesome thing is just wait till like next year. It will be, hey, it's our three-year anniversary, and then four-year anniversary. And then it'll be like, oh, well, you know, you, uh, it'll be
0: great. Hey, yeah. real quick, uh, Brandon, didn't you have a heads up? Uh, people, if they wanted to get some premium time, maybe, what is that?
3: Oh right. So if you have been following Russ's Twitter at all, uh, he's been posting on and off throughout the past week or two uh, 24-hour premium time codes. But it's first come, first serve. So once it goes up, grab it, enter that it code redemption, and you're get it, and you're credited for 24 hours of premium time.
0: Sweet.
2: And another shit up. Sorry, I didn't have him on our my mega planner. It's Rodian. a what? A Rodian.
0: Ah, Can that guy. said
2: his Many. name? Right. Well, first
0: of all, I thought he said shit out, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyways, guys. You shit out in a Rodian? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Somebody light a match.
1: Okay, folks, this is uh, just a quick idea I had today, and I wanted to throw it out here first. I'm going to do something more formal afterwards. But basically, I get asked a lot of times about doing voiceovers and stuff in games and things like that. And I know that a lot of people on the Internet especially game players, are really pretty good at doing voices. And also, nowadays, a lot of people have really decent mics and recording setups. So here's the thing. I I sincerely would like to find more people, male and female, who may be very talented but are either inexperienced or unknown or trying to become more known, just trying to do something. The reason is, is that I, besides doing voiceovers myself, I also do run a small audio production company and from time to time, you know, I get projects that require, you know, a few voices other than my own. And I do have a local, you know, stable of actors that I use. But a lot of some of these projects, I should say a lot of these projects uh, that come my way are from very small indie developers and they don't have very big budgets. Or in some cases like the one I'm currently working on, it's a real full-blown game but they don't want to spend all their money on hollywood actors which i think is a good idea you know they'd rather make the game work as opposed to you know hiring patrick stewart and he's great but you get what i'm saying so anyway i'm really looking to expand my network of internet voice actors who could be available for these kind of things i am currently working on a game project right now until the end of the year and i'm going to be needing currently some male actors So basically what I'm saying is if you have an interest in this and you have a good quality recording setup, whether because you do the podcast or you just have the stuff because you're a musician or whatever, that's a must. You have to have a decent recording setup because I know a lot of people who are great actors, but their recording setup is useless for doing anything with. So that's important. So here's what I'm going to do. If you can send me emails to this particular email address, it is simply voices at georgeladoux.com. We'll put the links in the in the thing. Send me a sample of what you can do, or if you really have no idea, send me a fairly professional written letter of introduction. That's a really big thing, guys, in the professional world. You have to be able to compose a professional letter, so do that. If you're going to uh, be interested in this I'm sincere about this I really am looking for more people That I can bring into projects But it'll be easier if I just Throw out a a net So this is the first net So get in before it gets full And I think that's about it Thanks for listening This
2: was your local No Guts No Galaxy Macware podcast We hope
3: you enjoyed tonight's show This is Phil This is Darren This is Brandon also known as Katrick Hell
2: This is Laura also known as Laura
3: and
1: this is George
2: Until next time, mech warriors
5: It'd be best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it But now more robots Forever